Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker. And today, Leslie Moran has been nominated as an animal game changer. And we are very happy that Leslie has taken time out of her morning to join us today. So welcome, Leslie, and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you very much, Dr. Becker. I'm so excited about being a part of this program that you're doing. And I really, I'm excited also about sharing the nutritional work I do to end avian malnutrition and exotic bird parts and finches with everybody who views this video, just everybody. Yep. It's, so I love that. And I love that you are, uh, the, you're incredibly committed to, and I love it when people have niche, you know, they end up falling in love with uh, a species or they end up having resonating with in your situation birds mm-hmm. and yet making it your foundational goal to educate others about what they can do to not only avoid pitfalls but to help bring health and healing to animals that have been for the most part incredibly misunderstood and certainly uh, nourished in a way that has not necessarily resonated with their physiology so to bring people up to speed about who you are and what you do, let's back up to the beginning, uh, okay. or at least early on. And why don't you walk us through, Leslie, a little bit more about how you got into birds and then how you recognize that there's this massive hole when it comes to appropriate avian nutrition. Okay, well, birds joined my life in 1997. And I belonged to three different bird clubs. I lived in Reno so I could go over the mountain that's Corby. She's going to be participating in this. <laughs> no, I so, love that. <laughs> and and um, so I belong to three different bird clubs, two in the Sacramento area and one here in Reno. And I got so excited, I wanted to get into breeding. Uh, the first birds that I started breeding were owl finches. Uh, they're a species, they're about a 10-gram bird, about this long. I got, at that time, nobody was, nobody had owl finches that were parent raising their birds. And so I was one of the first people early on, I got the third generation parent raised owl finches. Then I wanted to move into parrots and I bought three different parrot species for breeding, scarlet chested grass keats, a pair of crimson winged parrots, and then my Amboina king parrots. Well, there's got, a long experience, very short, nearly all of the birds that I bought for breeding, well, the scarlets died, uh, the hen died of lymphoma, and this was like after a month after I bought them. And uh, then the male died of uh, vitamin K deficiency. He was at the vet for a blood draw, and he just went into shock. And Dr. Gitzwick, my local aging vet, I mean, he, he was, the bird was there in his hands, and he tried everything, couldn't save the bird. And then uh, with my ambulinas, the hen came down with a very serious chronic illness. And so when I looked at that, and I, had a, I, I realized, wow, something is going on here. And I had actually been working with dog and cat nutrition since the 80s, when Dr. Pitchman came out 
out with his very first book, I immediately started doing homemade dog and cat food for my own. And I do homemade dog and cat food for my own dogs and cats to this day. And I realized just right off the bat that there was nothing available in the market that was comparable to what I fed my dogs and cats. And so I began researching and experimenting with different things and I knew of sprouting. And so I immediately started researching sprouting and the sprouting blends that I, that I started working with, I wasn't happy with, they weren't growing real well. And so after a period of time, I actually developed my very own sprouting blend. I've got uh, two flavors, my original and my wheat-free. I use the wheat-free for my candida cleansing diet. Mm -hmm. And then um, the original is just, is just very nutritious. And I have just seen such um, amazing results with the feeding. And, and during that whole time in the beginning, I also uh, started connecting with a magazine in England uh, called Parrots Magazine. And I started writing for Parrots Magazine in 2002. And John Catchpole, my editor, he's just amazing because he really supports all the nutritional exploration and research that I do because essentially, because I live a holistic lifestyle for myself. I use food and nutrition, herbs, homeopathy, Chinese medicine. I have younger friends who, who are like puzzled. You don't take any pharmaceuticals? It's like, no, I don't need to. I feel too great. I, I take care of myself with food and nutrition, and I just use that with the animals. I expand that to using that approach with the animals. And so... Just over the years, I mean, I have learned so much about avian malnutrition. And one of my favorite things to do is I love, I, I love that um, on the internet, I can find all kinds of published papers from amazing, brilliant researchers. And I apply a lot of the nutritional information that they're using with people to birds. And I, I mean, it's just, it's just my approach to avian nutrition is so simple and so straightforward. And, and it, I mean, it just makes so much sense. It, it makes total sense to me, of course, but you're preaching to the choir. Uh, but what I have found is that my conventional colleagues don't necessarily, because of our training in veterinary school, we don't have an, an intense training process when it comes to connecting the dots of how food impacts metabolism, immunity, uh -huh. musculoskeletal health, you know, are related to food. And yet for avian medicine, it's one step worse than companion animal dog and cat medicine in that all of the knowledge for parrots has basically come from chickens and parrots are not chickens and passerines uh, <laughs> are not citizens. <laughs> so it becomes, yeah, exactly. It's, it, 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 become, it has become difficult. Have you come up against, Leslie, some, um, some confused avian veterinarians that don't understand why you're not recommending just pellets or, you know, that are, are you, or do you feel like really the open-minded aspects of people really desiring to nourish their birds better has been able to offset any apprehensions or concerns that maybe veterinarians learn nothing about this in vet school and yet they can grasp this because not only is it common sense, it makes sense 
that our avians are as malnourished as our dogs and cats. What, what has been your experience working particularly with avian vets? Okay, well, first of all, I consider avian malnutrition a true medical emergency. Uh, so many, so much information that I have researched online that avian vets have written has to do with malnutrition being the foundation of all of the problems, diseases, illness, um, early death of, of citizens. And, 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 um, and but, the, but the challenge is because avian vets are so well educated and they're so trained in, in fact, they're brilliant at identifying, diagnosing illness and disease. That's kind of where their focus is. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my local um, avian vet, you know, something's going on, uh, you know, with one of my birds or with a bird that I'm working with doing nutritional consultation. There have been times in the past when I've been able to send him a photo and an email. And because he's been doing this for 35 years, he just knows. He knows what it is. And he's just, just right on the money. But, you know, to get back to... That, that's one of the things that I'm hoping in your audience that we may have some avian veterinarians that are open-minded. Because one of the things that I'm wanting to do, my recently released book, my, I was the first person to do a book on sprouting for parrots. And I've revised that. And this is over 400 pages. It has just a ton of research in it. That's one of the things that I'm known for in writing my articles and in researching them is that, I mean, I've had people criticize me and say my articles are like a Wikipedia because I just have footnotes all over, but it's like, no, that's what professionals do when they write articles for publication. They do footnotes, they cite it so that anybody reading the article, if they're going, wait a minute, they can actually go to the source of where I got the information and go, wow, this is where she got it. She's not just making it up. Making it up, yeah. Yeah, but so it's just, it's like, one of the things that I want to do with my book is that people that are, that have been feeding my sprouting blends, and especially the ones that I've been working with that we've been seeing great results, I'm going to start, you know, sending out and just asking them, do you have an avian vet that you want to send a copy of my book to? Let's, let's, let's work together and do that. Let me get the, you know, the copy of the book because I, to them, because I think it is going to be an education process. Plus, when when I'm able to start writing and publishing papers uh, for it to be accepted in professional journals, that's what I'm hoping that some of the avian vets, even though you know I don't have a DMV, I don't, I, I, I have an associate in science, but my approach to nutrition is just so unique, and I've really seen it save lives and change lives. And I'm hoping that at some point, the open-minded avian veterinarians will either take a look at what I'm doing or say, wow, she's, she's really got this handled. I'm just going to refer people to her, let her do the nutrition and all do the medical diagnosis uh, treatment end of it. Because they definitely, because, because birds are so delicate. I believe they have to work hand in hand, like um, um, with my eight budgies that um, were specially raised for me for the Healthy Bird Project. I just need to mention the Healthy Bird Project because that's a, a project that I've, I've started and I'm starting. We've got a website up, the healthybirdproject.org. I'm hoping at some point to have enough contributions to be able to turn it into a nonprofit to be able to actually fund 
projects and help people do work in their own homes, reporting to me on a regular basis and working with their avian vets so that we can begin to document some of the amazing results. Like say, the example for my, uh, my eight budgies, um, they, they, uh, one of them came down with avian gastric yeast. And because I have eight of them all together, we had to treat the whole, the whole flight. But because of this experience, and because in 2013, when I lost my first budgies to, to um, they were rescue budgies, and I lost them to avian gastric yeast. I've done a lot of research. I understand a lot more now about the balanced nutrition it's going to take to keep these little guys healthy and happy. And I know a lot more about avian gastric yeast, but that's where I was going with that is that avian gastric yeast, you need to use the amphitheterium B to get rid of that, or you're going to lose the bird. It's just, but working with that in conjunction with the balanced nutritional plan that I put together, it's just, you know, they, they work together um, you know, very, very easily. What I have found is that, especially with exotic veterinarians, I've certainly had my fair share of dog and cat veterinarians not grasp the concept of fresh food and the importance of a species appropriate diet. But I think even maybe more so in my exotic practice, there oftentimes is the mindset that we have these zoo formulated diets or we have um, species specifics, especially pertaining to birds blends and that that alone will be sufficient and that we need to stick to, um, foods that have been formulated from a major company, typically either ultra processed foods or feed grade seed blends with contain a tremendous amount of mycotoxins and a tremendous amount of contaminants that are passed right up the food chain. I have not seen exotic animal veterinarians necessarily understand the weight of how important food is until oftentimes it becomes a crisis. And that's, and that's many times when birds end up going to the avian veterinarian is when the nutritional status has been allowed to continue to, to progress to the point that there's acute clinical disease where birds are mm-hmm. appear to be healthy one day and then on the floor of the cage and not doing well the next. And yet mm-hmm. nutrition has played into that body degeneration the entire time. Would you say that, that in the, the book that you wrote, let's say, does it teach people how to transition off of an ultra processed diet and on to a more fresh food diet? One of those chapters in my book talks about the importance of complete protein. And I want to I back up a second and address pellets. To me, pellets are like dry dog and cat food for birds. And on my website, bestbirdfoodever.com, I have some charts in there where I talk about the the nutrition in my sprouting blends. And I actually just have some vague comparisons like comparing pellets. Pellets are missing so much nutrition. Birds need to consume hundreds of nutrients every day. Because some of the nutrients that I consider are like antioxidants. Over 5,000 antioxidants have been identified. And just a handful of those have been identified as far as what their purpose actually serves. You know, there's, there's just, you know, the enzymes, uh, you know, enzymes are crucial for 
enzymes do not for just everything. digest food. <laughs> for everything. The yeah. metabolic enhancers. Yeah. Yes, you understand that. Yeah. I talk about all this in my book. My book provides foundational information getting to the balanced food plan. And actually, I've got, um, I'm working on a recipe book right now. And I'm thinking, uh, just because of the budgies are right here, and I've learned so much from them, I'm focusing also on um, the balanced budgie, budgie food plan. And, um, but, but it, it's like with the pellets, I mean, I stopped feeding pellets in 2013, when I lost the budgie to the avian gastric yeast because at that time I believed I was feeding the best nutrition my birds could get. We all my, did. <laughs> my, my belief is that if an animal or a person is healthy and well-nourished, they don't get sick, they don't have disease, they've got great behaviors, and they live a long, healthy, wonderful life. Well, when that budgie died, also, I have all of my birds necropsied. Uh, Dr. Prasad at UC Davis, I, I, I never met him, but we, we talk on the phone. He has helped me learn so much about how nutrition affects the birds, the birds that I care for. Yep. But, but pellets are just they're so i mean i stopped feeding pellets and actually what i teach people to do is cook this as a mash and use it in place of pellets because this has been formulated to provide complete protein in my research one of the things that i have learned is that complete protein is one of the most essential nutrients missing from the avian diet and the avian food plan. From the research that I've done, there's no single food. I've got an, an entire chapter that talks about the importance of complete protein. I've also got another chapter that discusses um, the, basically the problems with feeding seed. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I know that I'm working against is just the decades and decades and decades of feeding bird seed. And we can thank Henry David Thoreau for that. He was an amazing naturalist. And I'm, but he got people interested in feeding wild birds, seemed yep. to be able to attract them. And then it just kind of got transferred. Oh, we keep these guys in cages. We need to feed them seed too. And it's like, no, yeah. no, no. That's one of the most horrible things you can feed a bird. Yeah. So, and first of all, you're, again, you're, uh, you're talking to a fresh feeding veterinarian <laughs> across all species. So I completely yeah. agree with you. Do you find um, that you are inspired differently on a daily basis, Leslie, in terms of when you wake up in the morning, um, what right now with where you're at in, in your passion project, what's most inspiring for you right now in terms of what you do? Seeing the results mm -hmm. in the birds and in the people, when people learn how simple it is to sprout my, to sprout my sprouting blends because they're formulated to have a compatible germination and growth rate, just because there's just a few select ingredients, you know, people look at sprouting blends online that have 40 different ingredients, like, well, yeah, but you're going to end up with a big moldy mess. And then there's the chain of thought that says, oh, well, soak and feed. And it's like, no, 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 I've done the research. That's no better than feeding dry seed. Um, but it's just really, it's, you know, seeing the results. I mean, one of the birds that, I'm, that I've been working with long term um, has uh, beacon feather disease. The vet that cares for her, calls her the miracle bird. She's almost 20 years old now. 
And he says most birds that he has treated with that disease die in three to four years. And so the nutrition, yeah. it's the nutrition that is keeping her going. And I mean, I, I'm working, I work with, you know, birds as people come to me. Um, one of the stories in my book in chapter 13, where I, where I talk about why I created my sprouting blend was um, an Amazon, a lilac headed Amazon that I worked with several years ago. And uh, the bird had cycling bacterial fungal infections and the vet had been treating her repeatedly for years and one would come in and it was just this and as soon as we got the bird on my candida cleansing diet and she took certain foods out the bird stopped getting sick and it was just it's very it's very simple it's what well, it is and simple. I, I think that I think that that's the the piece that I'll, the people listening to this, whether regardless of what species, mm-hmm. um, that it that nutrition doesn't have to be complicated, and it really is common sense. But to think for a minute that especially birds that we could somehow take them from the wild, breed them for a few generations, and that their nutritional requirements didn't suddenly go from an all living diversified fresh food diet to an entirely dead ultra processed pelleted diet in a couple of generations, evolution did not account for that to occur. And, and I think once people can put that in perspective, they're like, oh yes, you're right. And then combine that with the standard North American diet, which is ultra processed. So the treats and the foods that we tend to be treating our animals with are there again, contributing to the problem. Just helping people gain enough knowledge to be able to make better choices is the first step in having healthier birds this, this next generation. So Leslie, with all that you have learned, it, what, what is the, what's one departing word of advice or tidbit of knowledge or words of wisdom, if you could impart to the avian loving world, what would it be? that it is really simple and easy to learn how to feed your birds a balanced food plan made from wholesome, real foods. Um, I've spent several years putting this food plan together. And one, one of the things that, that I come across when people, new people to sprouting and they say, oh, what if my bird won't eat it? I have a whole chapter in my book on teaching your birds how to eat new foods and be successful with it. Because in my research, I've learned all animals have this capability and the ability for self-nourishing and self-medicating. In the wild, they do it. And there are so many birds that are so malnourished that when they get these sprouts, the, the best bird food ever sprouts in their dish, they just gobble right into it. I had so many people go, wow, I was expecting it just to be such a such a problem. The bird just started eating it and then they just kind of learn. And, and it's just, it's so simple because when a bird is properly nourished, they eat very little food. My two macaws eat less food than these eight budgies. The budgies have a higher metabolism, granted, and they move around a lot more, but it's amazing the small amount of food that they really need to sustain themselves. So, so I just did it simple and it's easy and um, I'm hoping that people watching this will join me, join me in my life's goal to end avian malnutrition in exotic birds, parrots, and finches. So Leslie, if people wanted to learn more, where would they go? What's your website or Facebook or where would people go to find you? 
My website is bestbirdfoodever.com. And then there's also the Healthy Bird Project website, and that's healthybirdproject.org. And my book, you can come to my website and get a copy of my book. You can read it on Amazon. If you get the book from me, I actually endorse the book to you and sign it and date it. So a, a lot of people really enjoy that. And um, But you can read some of the comments on Amazon and then come to my website and and by plus, I have a monthly column in Parrots Magazine. In fact, one of the foods that I just want to um, excited to tell people about uh, in this issue, which is the September issue this year, my editor, I'm so blown away, he gave me six pages to discuss the nutritional miracle food that raw walnuts are. I mean, because awesome. there's just, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's like that's one of the foods that I teach people to feed their birds because the the they have the perfect um, essential fatty acid ratio. They contain antioxidants that rival blueberries. That blew me away. Anyway, I could talk about this all afternoon because I'm so excited about the work that I do and you know, just having having people learn how simple and easy it is and having them see the results in your birds you know that's that's what helps keeps me gets me up in the morning and keeps me going plus the results i see with my yeah. own birds here well leslie congratulations on your animal game changer award we're very thankful that you are as passionate about avian nutrition and biologically appropriate fresh whole feeding um, and that you've made that kind of your life goal to help bring this information to bird owners that desperately need it so thank you so much thank you very much uh, for including me in this dr Becker. i really value and appreciate the work you're doing